Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. Frank Chen is an affiliate marketing master. He does affiliate management, and he is the guy behind the affiliate incubator. So he's got a podcast, got a website. He does management, coaching, all kinds of different stuff. He is known as the one-stop shop for all things affiliate marketing, including management, training, and consulting across the board. So whether you're somebody that has a product you're looking to get out in front of more people, or you're somebody that has an audience, maybe a podcast, and you're looking to maybe... Do something to recoup some of the expenses that you have so maybe you can get some sort of partnerships for tools, resources, softwares, things that you're already using that you can help promote, find the good fit for you, find the right product for you, bring things in and just have multiple layers of, uh, like we always say, multiple streams of income coming in. Frank's the guy who's gone from a nutritionist to an entrepreneur and figured out how to bring in five figures a month through the relationships and the affiliate marketing that he's put together. And he's built a really good life for himself and he's connecting people with the right people to make it mutually beneficial for everybody. So we talk about what that needs to look like, how you can put that together, ways to get paid, some really interesting stuff that I did not think about for ways to screen if an affiliate is any good, any reputable, if they're a good fit for you, if you're a good fit for them, how to make sure you're doing the right thing, not only by your affiliate, but by your audience as well, and making sure that the people you put in place that trust you can continue to trust you. And a lot of really interesting things that I didn't know about as far as like things you can post having to do with the, the FTC, FAA, all kinds of different stuff. And um, even just basic entrepreneurial decision-making, getting out of a bad spot, doing things, being proactive, making changes in your lifestyle, how to get where you want, how to get around the right people. So I thought it was awesome. I thought he did a great job. Um, he was so easy to talk to. He was really cool. I've been away for a couple of weeks, so I was, you know, trying to set everything back up here. I got on a little bit late, and I was a little disheveled, man. And he was just—he's such an easygoing guy, so easy to talk to. So highly encourage you. He gives a great gift at the end of it. So make sure you listen until the end because he's going to give away something that's going to be freaking awesome for all you guys. And everybody's going to have a way that you can schedule a, a call with him if you're interested in figuring out how to maybe monetize your audience already by bringing in affiliates, or how to get something in front of more people, or you don't even know where to. Start but you know you have something you want to discuss that's the guy he doesn't bite super easy to talk to super knowledgeable um so definitely reach out to him through all the links to the show notes for all the ways to connect with him on social media follow him follow his podcast and connect with him in life and in business as well highly recommend you linking up with frank uh he's again introduced to me through matt andrews and the family mastermind really really great group Awesome guy. If you're interested in that, reach out to me as well. But more importantly, nicknicknick.com slash links, L-I-N-K-S. That is the place you want to go to subscribe to this podcast on all platforms. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Pod, all the different things you can think about. So please go on nicknicknick.com slash links and the fee for having amazing guests on like Frank Chin who pay a lot, um, people pay a lot to, to be talking to them and having them on here. They're coming in and not only giving us great value, but then they're giving us like free gifts and softwares and tutorials and courses and all kinds of stuff. So it's really amazing. I, I couldn't be more uh, flattered or grateful for the people that come on, but I want to make sure that they want to keep coming on. And the fee for that is just to make sure you're please subscribing to this podcast. Please leave a five-star review. If you think it deserves one, um, it definitely goes a long way. It helps with the algorithms. And of course, on social media, nicknicknick.com slash links will connect you to my Instagram, to my YouTube, to my Facebook, to all those different things. And I always take clips from these podcasts and then I post them out there. Please, everybody scrolling on social media anyway, 
like the post when I post them, put a little thumbs up, a little bump, share it on Facebook, retag somebody on Instagram that you think might like it and let guys like Frank Chen know that you're watching and that you appreciate what he's giving and you're getting something from it in a positive way because that's going to make them want to keep coming on and keep giving you guys amazing information for absolutely free. So definitely please do that. Please like, follow, and, and please just go and integrate and engage with us on social media because it makes a huge, huge difference. The main thing though is I want to do real estate together. So if you're looking to buy properties, whether investment properties for land, multifamily, mobile home parks, multi, whatever it might be, or you're looking to sell properties, you have deals that you want to sell, whether they're fix and flips, hotels, creative financing option deals, rentals, whatever it might be. You're looking to buy, you're looking to sell, or you don't even really know where you want to start. You just know you want to get into real estate. And you want to see if maybe you and I can partner on some level on some deals, whatever it might be. All you have to do is text the word real estate to 516-540-5733. Again, just text real estate to 516 516- 540-5733, and we can have a conversation to figure out how we can work best together on the real estate side here in 2023. And last but certainly not least, go to nicknicknick.com slash biggerpockets for a free calculator for all the ways to bring more value to your buyers if you're a real estate agent, broker, or wholesaler. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to Aljamain Sterling, shout out to Matt Andrews, and of course, shout out to Frank Chen for coming on the podcast and dropping absolute gold for the last hour. And shout out to you guys for supporting the A-Game podcast all these years. More to come. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right, my guest today has been in this business for over 13 years and has done over $20 million in products sold. He went from a nutritionist to an entrepreneur and now does affiliate management. He is known for working with some of the top real estate investors, educators, and experts in softwares in this country, and many of them operate multiple seven to eight-figure online businesses. He's a connector putting mutual beneficial relationships together where everyone can benefit and make money. He is the founder of the Affiliate Incubator, and he helps new and experienced real estate investors navigate the e-commerce world so they're able to bring product services to market with clarity and the best chances of success for everybody. He specializes in all things, including marketing, project management, brand consulting, marketing consulting, Consulting, and he is your one-stop shop for all things affiliate marketing, management, training, and consulting. Frank is a gamer, a father, an investor, consultant, a serial entrepreneur, and more importantly, he is our guest today on the A-Game Podcast. Welcome and thank you for being here, Mr. Frank Chen. Hey, what's going on, Nick? Thanks for having me, man. Excited to be here. Dude, really excited to have you. I, um, I've been kind of coming aware of you. This, this whole affiliate marketing thing was a little bit new to me. And um, the more I started to look into it, you were the guy who kept popping up, kept popping up, kept popping up. And then again, shout out to Matt Andrews. I wound up going into the uh, family mastermind and sure enough, like you're there and you just, I felt like the timing was perfect. And uh, man, I can't, I can't thank you enough. I sent you a Calendly link and you booked like almost immediately, man. So I know you're a busy guy. I appreciate you being here. I'm really looking forward to this hour. But for the people that maybe aren't 100% familiar with you yet, can you give like a 30,000 foot for you on uh, who you are and where you came from? Yeah, absolutely. Again, thanks for having me. Quick, you know, shout out to to Matt Andrews. If you guys are in the real estate space trying to make it happen for yourself, uh, the Family Mastermind is where you got to be. Um, it's growing strong. It's where Nick and I got to meet uh, briefly, and now we get to do these cool podcasts together. But yeah, man, yeah, a little bit about my background. I like to share the story with most people because where I am today is nothing about where is nothing close to how I began. Uh, to your point in my bio, I started off as a nutrition major at the University of Texas. Uh, like most people's life paths, I was going in one direction. Thought school was for me. Uh, I was on the five and a half, some people say six year program. <laughs> and I realized, man, uh, this is not something that I'm passionate about. And I had a, I was at a crossroads where I was like, should I go get my master's degree? Because I need to get that in order to make more money. And this was just around like 2008, nine and the real estate space, as you guys know, in that time was not the sexiest point uh, in our market. 
But I came out of the school looking for work and I came across this Craigslist ad for a small real estate company called reiclub.com. This used to be one of the side-by-side -side competitors to Bigger Pockets. Bigger Pockets is on a completely different planet now. Uh, but this small business really gave me the experience, took me under their wing, mentored me. That was my first mentor in that business. I did have a real estate background. My family was doing uh, Section 8 family, uh, single-family rental properties, built up a portfolio of about 40, 50 free and clear real estate deals. That's where I got all of my background from. I was fixing up rental properties, going to teardowns, fixing dirty plumbing, electricity, got electrocuted a few times in my high school years. So I got a lot of great experience with that. Owed that to my parents, hated it at the time, incredibly grateful for that now. But due to that kind of merriment of school and having real estate background, got me this role. And I was really uh, doing, I was an affiliate manager at the time, and we were selling a lot of online products, mostly education. This was right after the teleseminar days. This is when people would call in using their phone, listen to an hour-long presentation, and buy something. This is without a physical PowerPoint, literally just sitting on the phone, listening to someone pitch something, and they would buy. Blew my mind. Came in when webinars started. That was like kind of the start of my entire experience on the e-commerce side of just real estate education. Fast forward 10 years, I kind of branched off, started picking up other clients of space, learning a lot more about the front end of people's businesses. I was like the tra cold traffic, affiliate marketing side into the back end, which is like upsells, coaching, pe putting people in your masterminds, coaching programs. So I got the whole breadth of the industry over these years. And today, now I do is help companies kind of enter the market. And essentially, I'm like a Sherpa. I help help them navigate around specific landmines. So they're not getting in bed with the wrong agencies, spending more money than they need to, and really focusing on what's directly in front of them. Because there's an incredible amount of opportunity, especially if you're you know, really knowledgeable in your industry and you're passionate about giving back. Trust me when I tell you, when you give out that value in the age of social media now, it does come back tenfold. So that's what I help people do now is just help them show the direct path from taking what's in their brain, putting it on the internet, and then turning it into a monetizable product or brand. So that is me in a nutshell. That's awesome, man. And you, you touched on a lot of things. And this, this is like anything else. You know, you look into it, you go, affiliate marketing. I like to get paid for doing what I do. And then sure. you realize like that there's an onion. And the more I started to listen to you and do research on this stuff, it was like, man, there's there's like so many different things and stuff we can go to. But just even for like the, the basics here, what what is affiliate marketing? Now, I know like people, especially in the podcast, are familiar with sponsorships, but it's not, it's not really the same thing. So talk a little bit like basic one-on-one. -on -one. What is affiliate marketing? Yeah, that's a great question. I, in most cases, I would call this referral marketing. If you could break it down to a more layman's terms, I remember having a call or a talk with Robert Allen, the Robert Allen, that's how people refer to him. Uh, he, he blew my mind with a simple question or a statement. It's like, Frank, you're assuming when you talk to people, they know what affiliate marketing is. But I think there, I think everybody out there has a different definition of it. And it really caused me to think differently when he said that. Most people think, you know, drop shipping or you know buying things on alibaba or amazon and creating a website and selling it yes that is a version of affiliate marketing but you have to know a lot about marketing in order to do that a lot of the times where i help my clients understand kind of a re, you know reposition the way they think about affiliates is it's anybody who's willing to be a brand ambassador someone who loves your product or it may, they may be able to use it or not use it, and they're willing to talk about it, whether that's through online, word of mouth, it doesn't matter. It's referral marketing. So you're really just creating raving fans out there. And as long as you have that kind of community or passion to get people excited about your products, 
they could become your affiliates, right? A lot of times we, we start looking for those big brands that have, you know, a big platform to become their affiliates. You just happen to be a, a number, a metric within their community. But especially for you smaller, you know, businesses out there and you have a great product or idea, just really focus on the people who are buying it and doing something really great with it. And they love it. Those are, those are going to be your best affiliates. Okay. Anybody who's willing to, to point someone in your way to buy your products, in my opinion, is considered an affiliate. So hopefully I can simplify that for most people listening. So it's interesting because you kind of touched on two sides of that fence. So you can look at affiliate marketing as I have something I need to get out there. I can work with other people that would be affiliates of mine that might help kind of pimp out my product a little bit and get sure. people. So it's like getting exposure through a referral network, but then you can also use it as, you know, I have a platform. How do I bring other people in? And I become an affiliate that I'm the one who's basically pushing out their product. But, it, you know, like you said, right fit, right time, right product. Like, does it fit my audience? Does it fit my culture? Did, did I kind of get that right? Absolutely. You actually picked up a little nuance there. Absolutely. So there's two sides of this world, right? If some people are really good at capturing attention and influence, and if that's you, and maybe you're not great at, at, at teaching or creating a product and knowing how to sell a product, then you could become a super affiliate. That's the pro that's the process of what I'm trying to put my brand right now I've built a huge Rolodex of relationships, a huge network. And they're always coming to me, hey, Frank, what's the best this? What's the best that? By making these connections with my affiliate partners, I can make commissions that way. On the other flip side of things is I'm the product owner. I'm looking for people who will have that influence or in that impact that, that are the perfect audience for my product. So I try to get in bed with them, build up relationships, and it's it's a win-win at that point. But to your point, Nick, absolutely. Where do you fall on that side, on, on either the product side or the influencer side? Okay, awesome. So the... There's so many different questions, man. I'm just trying to like, where do you come even on, go? Let's go. Let's go. So let's say you go through and you're you're going to do this. Like, what are some ways it works? Is the I'm sure there's different ways that they can schedule like partnerships, different ways they monetize you. So I, I think um, the the first part of that question would be like, how are the the affiliate marketing partnerships put together? Do you get paid a one off? Do you get paid a percentage of how much they sell? Is there I'm sure like requirements of how often you have to bring it up? Like, what are, what are some of like the ABCs on how the partnerships come together and how people are paid? And you're asking some great questions, man. I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. To make this pretty fun for us. <laughs> yeah, so I think what makes the, separates the successful, real, uh, the affiliate managers or affiliates from the non-successful are the ones who are who can get really creative with the process. A lot of the times when any brand or product with an affiliate program releases it, it's as simple as just giving you an affiliate link, some marketing, and you go out there and figure it out. But there are so many ways to integrate with the business and it all comes down to negotiations. And I want you guys to take this with you. If anybody with an affiliate program, especially if you have leverage, you have the influence, you have the power to negotiate. So when you approach anybody with a business um, and you want to be there, you want to be an affiliate of theirs, you can negotiate at one time. Hey, um, I'm doing a special event. Love to have you on as a sponsor. They'll be like, well, you want to pay? No, because I'm bringing a massive audience. We're going to create a lot more sales that way. It's just a one-time thing. They'll be love, they'll love to do that. Or, hey, these are things I do regularly. I love to make a percentage of all sales ongoing in perpetuity, right? Some people are like, well, I only do two-week cookies. If you don't know what cookies are, it's basically when you use an affiliate link after that time ends, if a sale comes in after that, you don't get credit for it. So some companies try to like take advantage of their affiliates by making like a three-day cookie or a five-day cookie. And if we're all sharing the same lead, it's the last person to talk about it. And it's like, that's that's not the best way to do it. Um, 
but there's so many different ways to work. Uh, you could do you know deeper partnerships where they become your uh, strategic partner. They, you bring them into your coaching programs, your masterminds. They, you're, they get access to all of your better buyer leads, but then you can work up at a higher commission on those, right? Because they're getting deeper into your high ticket sales buyers. So there's really isn't a set box that you can go into. Always ask the question, hey, what are you able to do when they give you a percentage? Hey, if I'm able to hit certain benchmarks, can we increase that from 10% to 15? And once we hit this benchmark to 20 to 30, because at the end of the day, the type of business you refer to them doesn't essentially cost them anything. And if you're really good at what you do and you're one of those marketers who like to spend money on ads and drive more traffic to people, you have absolute leverage over these, these, these brands and these companies because their average marketer is just someone who's taken the link, putting it on their website, putting it on their blog, sending it out in an email. It's less effective over time than when you, I guess, are in more intentional with the partnership. So if you plan on doing any type of partnership and you plan on being intentional long-term, negotiate right out of the gate. And I promise you, you're going to have a lot more success than just starting with whatever they give you. Dude, that was huge. There was so many little nuggets in there that I think people are going to take away from. I didn't even think about the thing with the cookies. That's a really, really valid point to look out for is something like not to do. And then that other part about like, just like, uh, you know, how often you're going to put it out, like bringing other people in and having the negotiations. I think being that it's a podcast for entrepreneurs, like that's a lot of the times I think we look for the silver bullet answer. We don't realize that we do have a little bit of flexibility to kind of make it work for both sides. So that, yeah. that was huge, man. I appreciate it. that was a fantastic answer, sir. Thank you. And just to my point is like, you know, if the real estate you know, investors on here, you guys are born to negotiate. <laughs> it's one of those things where you can't turn it off. Even if you're buying a Coke, it's like, hey, can I get it for, you know, 10% off? Can I get a free first class upgrade? It's no different when you're approaching affiliate partnerships. Find what works best for you, but think from a win-win perspective. That's really going to open a lot more doors versus what's in it for me, you know? So hopefully that helps. No, that's, that's awesome stuff, man. So what, what are some things that are some common mis misconceptions about affiliate marketing? And I think for, for me, one of the first ones that I heard you say is, I think people rule it out because they assume, well, I'm not going to be able to get any affiliate marketing relationships now until my podcast hits this or my business hits this or my audience hits this. So um, let's address that one and talk about some of the, maybe some of the other preconceptions, uh, sorry, some of the other misconceptions that people have about affiliate marketing, how it works. I've been leaning on this statement a lot lately. It's, you know, I don't know what I don't know, right? I know it's some pretty simple, but don't fall into your limiting beliefs. You know, we always tell people, oh, I have, you know, an email list of 700. It's really, really, really small compared to people that you probably work with. 700 is more than zero. 700 is more than 600. 700 is impactful. Even if you're sending out an email to a thousand people and only 50 people click on whatever's in there, there is value there, Right. As long as you are honest out of the gate, you can create opportunities with that. Don't count yourselves out and you don't know until you start reaching out to more businesses. Hey, here's what I have available. Here's what I'd like to do with you. Come in with a very, very, very clear plan and these things that you that you didn't think were opportunities can quickly become that. That's what I do every single day for my clients is creating brand awareness for my clients. If you don't talk about your brand, people don't know what you do, what you're capable of, you can't expect them to give you the bank, give you everything uh, out of the gate, right? So you got to show them and create the value for when you approach these people, okay? So that's misconception number one. Two, this is big for my product owners. If I build it, they will come. That's what they think. 
you have to start thinking about what is else is out there. I can't tell you how many conversations I have with people like, hey, we're the only ones in the virtual assistant space doing this. Little do they know I've talked to five other virtual assistant companies doing that plus something else. Or, hey, we're a daddy company with the cheapest leads in the space. No one else delivers them as quick as us or as clean as we do. Uh, we get it from a very specific, there are like two main data sources in our company, in, in the real estate space altogether. Everybody is buying from this company. And yes, it does come down to how you clean up those leads using your, you know, your softwares and your tools. But again, uh, we're, we're in a very um, competitive space. So before you come into anything thinking we're the only ones, do your market research. And two, it's okay if you're not the only ones. This is going to challenge you to start thinking, how can we be that, how can we introduce that one thing that separates us from the rest? It usually doesn't come down to price. And sometimes it doesn't come down to the customer service. It's about your engagement with your community, right? Right now, we're really falling into community, how we build relationships with our audience versus just selling them a product. And then they're just, they're just a buyer in our list, right? If you're actually really focused on building a relationship with your people, man, that's going to carry you through most all misconceptions about affiliate marketing. Those who suck at it, who have a great audience, end up being good affiliate marketers. So really focus on relationships over any of this, you know, well, if I build a great landing page and I, you know, I pay crazy commissions, you know, what I tell people is what's 80% of zero, <laughs> right? If you have a great product, you're giving away, giving away the bank, but you don't sell anything, don't tell people you have 80% commissions and things like that. It means absolutely nothing to someone who actually asked that right question. So stop, stop thinking that you're the coolest root kid in the room. Once you find, find humility, you're going to start providing a lot better product, service, and fulfillment to your end user. Start thinking about your buyer and how you can help them succeed. When you can do that and build a product around that end buyer, you're going to be a lot more successful from a product creation. And also when you're looking for products to create, like to promote, look for the ones that are actually serving and helping people, not the ones that just have this random sale. And it's awesome. One of the number one questions I asked before I pronounce is what are your refund rates? What is your refund policy? I don't care if you sell a crazy amount of products. If you have crazy refunds, bad customer support, no, that, that's awesome, man. That's really great because I wouldn't have even thought on that side. It's It's got to be like a mutual beneficial thing. And I think a lot of the times when we're starting out, we're thinking, well, what are they going to ask us? Like we have to qualify for them. But what you just said flips the table right back. It's like, no, we should be equally as concerned about like, do they fit our box? And we want to ask them these things. And I wouldn't have even thought about like, what's great questions to ask a refund rate, man. That that That's huge right there. Like that wouldn't even cross my mind. It's like, yeah, because I think a, a key thing you said there too was, when you have an audience that trusts you, they're going to trust you to put affiliates that you trust in there as well. So you're either going to break one of those two chains of trust if you have crappy products and you dis disregard your audience or you, they're, they're going to feel like they were treated like idiots because now they won't, you can't vouch for anybody anymore. And I think that hurts you on the other side too, because now you have no credibility. Nobody's going to buy the stuff. You're losing it on both sides. So I think that's a really, really good point that it has to be a fit and you have to still have the same ethics like any other vendor you would work with in business, any clients you would take on. You want to make sure that they're going to be a good fit for you and you're going to be a good fit for them. And just because they might have a good audience or make you money doesn't necessarily mean that you want them as part of your program or part of part of your brand. You actually touched on something that's really, really interesting. And a lot of people re reach out to me regarding kind of the trends of affiliate marketing, specific in the real estate space. Where are we heading? And 10, 10 years ago, we were doing these product launches where it didn't matter what product you created, everybody would jump in, sell the same product, and it would do anywhere between two to $4 million in 60 days, right? We don't typically see that anymore today. 
And, and it's exactly for that reason is that our buyers, our audiences are getting a lot more sophisticated, a lot smarter out there. There's tons of great products out there. And when we were selling people, everything that came across our table once, twice a month, and say I'm I'm a wholesale expert, but here I am selling, you know, multifamily, uh, Airbnb, virtual assistant. I'm selling all kinds of different products. My audience starts getting confused. Like, well, Frank, I thought you were the wholesaling guy. Why are you telling me to buy all this other stuff? Especially back then, far less vetting was being done, right? You know, are you creating testimonials? The last, if your product is so great, you must have a lot of people, case studies and things like that. So that's another question I forgot to tell you earlier is refund rates and case studies. Right. If you're really a great product, you should be creating new testimonials almost weekly, if not monthly. And if the person that you're potentially about to sell their product can't really provide anything, oh, the last testimony I got was from six months ago, but they're still selling products every month, that tells you something. Right. Um, some of the greatest products out there can create results within seven days, within 30 days. It's very consistent. They have pages and pages, hundreds, if not thousands of testimonials. That's who I'm referencing it against. So have some bit of integrity when you come into this. Um, it'll, it'll. I've done this for 14 years and I've really been careful about who I work with. And that's really, that's what I owe a lot of my success to and not, you know, getting in trouble with the SEC, with the FTC. Like it's, they're out there just waiting to hop. This is a very hot industry for them. So be very careful who you get in bed with because a lot of people will say what you need, need to, they need to say just to get your attention or just to get some money from you. So the more careful you are, um, asking the question suggested earlier, you're, you're going to be in a much better situation a year from now, five years from now, especially if you're just now getting into the, the affiliate game. If you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate sooner, whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced, any way you're looking to get it on a residential, commercial, land development, wholesaling, fix and flips, whatever it is, let's find a way to get you involved in some projects, get you some properties, whether you want to sell some properties to me, whether you want to buy some properties from me, whether residential, fix and flip, cash flow, multifamily, whatever it is you're looking for, let's figure out a way to get you involved or find a way for us to partner up on some deals. Reach out to me on any of my social media channels. You will see all the different ways to connect with me and figure out how we can start to work together, make it happen. Everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner. Best time to start is today. Interesting, man. So you, you touched on uh, doing this for 13 years. How much has your business changed with social media? Because you just bought up something where you were talking about FTC and SEC and all that kind of stuff. And I, I didn't think about it, but I know that now they, they have to put like hashtag offer or pro like there's things in there because they have to say like, no, you need to tell people you're getting paid for this stuff. And that was something that I don't think was like as prevalent that you had to be aware of maybe a few years back. So I, I guess I didn't think of it as much as like any other evolving business as the technologies change. A, more eyes are on there, so it's scrutinized a little bit more. So maybe you could always never do these things, but now they're just catching it more. But yeah. talk a little bit about like maybe some of the ways that social media has helped obviously build it, but then also some of the things that you now have to be a little bit more aware of and careful for not making some of the basic uh, mistakes when you're talking about affiliate marketing. That's a great question, Nick. Yeah, and social media has definitely transformed, you know, one, how we communicate with our audience, what we say, what we can say. Now, that's a good thing. It was a bit more Wild Westy back in the day. Uh, today, I would say in terms of social media, um, really kind of, here's the number one thing, like earnings claims and things that you mentioned before becoming more prevalent just because 
you know, one, you can't just tell people you're going to, you're going to become a millionaire or make six figures in 30 days. Uh, we have to have, you know, you have the possibility to do these things, you know, all earnings are not typical. Uh, you hear these a lot more now. And I think that's the honest and right thing to do. Uh, we have a, a term here called shiny object syndrome. And that's what a lot of these marketers and sponsors, you know, that 30 second clip you see when you're scrolling through Facebook or Instagram, that's all the time they have for you to focus on that one shiny object because it sells, it works. It's, it's, it's worked for decades. Um, but I also challenge people to kind of navigate around that. That's the easy sell, but you're not also creating raving fans that way, in my opinion, right? Only the ones who have deep culture. And once you buy into that, you know, one shiny object and there's so much more value here, that's like the 1% of the 1% in our info space, right? Most are going to sell you this thing and you're going to buy that. Nothing is only a piece of the bigger puzzle. Now you got to buy this bigger thing. Oh, but I'm still missing these two. But right now we have this super big thing. That's 20 to $50,000. And you're like, wait, but I just started off with this $47 thing. <laughs> we got gotcha. you. We got gotcha, you. Right. So that's why these influencers are, you know, like you said, it's shifting more towards them because they have that attention. Okay. Before we were really dependent on email lists, you know, paid advertising, PPC, Google AdWords, getting on page one. I feel like that's maybe third or fourth on the totem pole now when it comes to nationwide marketing. If you're really trying to dominate your local market and become the it all for your city or town, then yeah, PPC, long form tail, you know, uh, keywords, all that. Uh, great, still works beautifully for you. But on a national level, it's really tapping into influencers, social media. It's such a wide grasp, the way they're constantly updating their algorithms, the shorts, the reels, the Facebook fan pages. This is where people's attention are now. So a lot of these product owners are shifting over there, but then there's this weird kind of balance going on between influencers protecting their brand. And now they're leaning on agencies to help kind of be their managers of their brand. So this is really kind of adding multiple layers of protection on what they're able to sell, what they're able to say. Uh, one guy in their space, like Graham Stephan, people may know him. He has a pretty big YouTube channel. He has coffee with closers or something. Um, he was actually recently named in one of the um, large crypto, uh, large crypto legal things going on. I reached out to him because he had a really big uh, YouTube following. And just to get in front of his audience, I had to go through an agency for like a 30, 45 minute, 45 second segment like a sponsorship, it was like 12 grand, 13, 12, 13 grand. So that's kind of where we're shifting now. It's like, how do we get in front of tens of thousands of people? That's kind of where we're, where, where we were playing around with, but that's absolutely where we're heading. Back in the day, it's how many people can we get on a webinar? Back in the day, it was like two, three, 400 people watching you live is awesome. That's, these are crazy numbers. You know, if we can get five or 10% conversions, that's, you know, 20 to 40 products at 997, that's 40, 30, 40 grand we just made. That's awesome. But now imagine getting in front of tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of people through the right approach, right? That, that's, that's what is allowing us to accelerate our, our um, expansion of our brands. So brand ambassadors, influencers, sponsors, things like that, um, they essentially have changed the game quite a bit, which has forced me to change my business quite a bit. Yeah, like so, anything else, man. I guess you, you pivot or you uh, or you become extinct, right? You always have to be up on what's changing. What's can't just do the same thing for twelve years and think you're going to survive, right? Absolutely. And you know, we could dive in this topic, but I'll 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 say the trigger word: Chat GPT. Right? <laughs> that has changed how people work, even influencers, right? Scripting out entire videos just using Chat GPT. So 
the game is nothing like it was 12, 10 to 15 years ago. And, you know, a lot of times we're like, well, if I just build an email list, I can start playing with the big boys. That's not even the case anymore, right? Um, A lot of the time it's very internalized. Focus on your own social media, focus on your own community. Uh, You're going to find so much more success there than trying to find these affiliate partnerships uh, out of the gate. A lot of people think that's the solution for, you know, growth, you know, cheap leads. It's not cheap, y'all. Working with affiliates is not cheap because in most cases you're getting 50, you're giving up 50% of your sales just for that relationship. Okay. So that's the same thing as spending five to 10 grand a month on advertising. That's working with one or two affiliates. Same thing. That's awesome. So in essence, is it almost like instead of putting that money out for like a PPC or Google ad or something like that? Yes, you're giving out some of the revenue, but maybe you're not paying for that marketing. So it's kind of, instead of coming up in front, you're just taking it out of the back. But either way, like you said, you're paying, you're paying for that audience one way or another. Thank you. That is exactly it, Nick. So people are like, oh yeah, I'm spending all this money on ads. You know, I think I just, I, I think I really want to start growing my affiliates because I'm going to make a lot more and it's going to cost me less. It's going to cost you the same, if not more working with affiliates. And what you also have to understand is if you're giving up buyers to your affiliate cross promotions, right? They're sending you traffic, you're sending them your traffic, you know, vice versa. They're upselling your buyers, especially if you're working with the right type or an affiliate who has a fully built out business back in Ascension model, you know, coaching programs, and you don't, they're pulling a lot more money out of your leads than you out of theirs. <laughs> okay. So be very aware of that, that it's not cheaper. It's not cheaper. It's the same, if not more. Great info, man. Great info. So on a, on a little bit of a more personalized note here, we deal with a lot like real estate investors and real estate investors that are podcast hosts. And then I got, you know, guys like the weekly scraps with a uh, UFC bantamweight champ, Al Jermaine, the funk master Sterling. Love it. When, when we're looking at that type of stuff now, like Al Joe's a guy who has an audience. Um, I, I guess two different types of questions. Let me start with the first one on the real estate side. What are some common affiliates you're seeing? Like you're a guy like me that has a podcast, you're a real estate investor, and you're looking to see like what products might I be interested in bringing on for me to promote that would make sense for me as a real estate investor that I'd probably be using anyway. What would be some common common products there? Great question with a very, very potentially oversimplified answer. And I recently <laughs> was talking to a master marketer. Um, he had me read this book here, right? Has Ryan Levasque, you see it right here called Ask, yeah. right? Well, Nick, if I'm hoping you're capturing leads as you're building your podcast. Anybody who's building a podcast, you should be capturing your, your leads, okay? The number one thing you got to do is send them a survey. And it's a simple approach of, hey, I'm looking to, you know, create some strategic partnerships, you know, as I've grown out my podcast, you know, I'm looking to do, you know, I want to be able to bring people to you, okay, impact y'all's lives, whether that's from a mental standpoint, from a financial standpoint, you know, really knowing your audience and then surveying them. And have them give you the answer, but come in with a very clear kind of ideal already. Like you mentioned, yeah, these are newer investors, some are experienced. We got people from the MMA space. So start thinking of mindset because those actually do span across all of those audiences. You know, real estate could be, like you said, you know, some of your friends who have been successful in their other niches are now interested in real estate. So maybe newer strategies, maybe more hands-off strategies. Cause what I've known is people coming into real estate with other great businesses don't typically want to get into the weeds. They don't want to deal with contractors. They don't want to swing a hammer. So start looking for other opportunities that can maybe turnkey real estate type of deals where they're fully vetted, fully great deals, already cash flowing. They got the capital can move into these deals and turn a quick eight to 12%, right? Syndication deals, getting to apartments. That may be a good thing for you as well. You could be a money raiser. So looking for those type of opportunities. So if you 
the greatest place for you to start is looking at your current audience. I know everybody here has a decent pulse on who's generally coming in. To get even more clear, send the survey, and then based on that survey, already know who you have in mind for these potential opportunities or, or products, right? If you're going to introduce a mindset, already know about two or three mindset coaches that are out there, people that you're friends with that you know are really, really good at this and start talking to them about, hey, if I could be a referral source for you, would you be interested in being a sponsor for my podcast? Well, tell me a little bit more what that is. Well, I have two ways of going about it. You could pay for, uh, you know, 1500 bucks a month for a quick segment in the beginning for the next 30 days, or I can mention you give out an affiliate link, and then you pay me out 15 to 20% on everything that comes in. Which one do you prefer? right? He needs your audience. It doesn't cost him anything for that unless he pays for the ads. But that's how you find the right types of partnerships versus anybody sending you an email saying, hey, here's our product. Can we sponsor your podcast? And you chase the money. Because just like Nick really touched up on the very beginning is you can hurt your credibility by just saying yes to anybody who comes across your table and chase the money, right? So if you're in the MMA space, um, if you want me, I could dive into that real quick and give you a case study there. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a great one. Yeah, sure. So if you're in the MMA space, obviously, maybe not bring introducing real estate as your first product or first partnership. You know, Aljamain Surrey, love the guy, phenomenal fighter, right? Uh, he may already be doing this at some level, or maybe UFC has monetized this skill set. of He is a fighter. He's in the mental and the physical game. There's layers to this, like nutrition, you know, what to do weeks before a fight, you know, mindset the day of the fight. These are things that can be packaged into an education course. And ultimately into a uh, Patreon account or anything where he can monetize the community and offer, you know, back in content a, in the day, a day in the life of, you know, this is where like the OnlyFans people at the top five type 10, they're not all, you know, nudity and all these things. Some of it's just behind the scenes with me behind my concert. Hey, but when I'm hanging out with the boys right before I'm out on while I'm on tour, those gain, all you're really doing is repositioning that attention to follow you all the time that's where continuity gets built in for these fighters like you guys you guys have a limited time in the game right your head can only get punched so many times you're like maybe this is you know i think it was like uh, a few people are talking about retiring uh, even adesanya was talking about recently hey i only have like maybe 20 30 40 fights in me left right but he's really responsible with his money so Take the knowledge you guys have being in this high intensity, high skilled sport and figure out how can I put this into education? How do I put this into uh, a paying community where I continue to add this value? When people say, I'm going to go into YouTube, that's essentially what it is when you become a influencer in that sense. That's just one bucket of money. Become a YouTuber. Great. Now create a Patreon account. That's another bucket for you. And this is all monetized off of your knowledge. And then if you can pour into your community, what we were talking about before, this is how you maintain retention. That's it. It's a very simple formula. What people just forget is if I create a product, I don't need to support them. I'm just going to make all this money here. There's no retention here. Or, hey, I'm going to build a retention, but you don't pour and support them. Then the retention goes down. You lose your audience, right? So it's very two simple points that if you focus on, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, you could easily build a five-figure a month business. Like, that's how I built my business. Five figures a month is a very comfortable living. So just something to think about. That's incredible, man. I, I love that. So many different, again, the, the onion, you got one thing, but you can go monetize another and another and another. And one of the things you say, kind of pivoting away from this that I thought was a really interesting stuff. When you talk about entrepreneurs and these fighters and stuff, like it, it's a great example of 
you know what, I, fighting's great, being an athlete's great, but I, I don't want to get punched in the head my whole life. And it's like, okay, then you watch some of these guys retire and they didn't really do anything during that time, but maybe blow their money on stuff, you know, go sleep with a bunch of women. Like, you know, they, they, they did the things that the, the, the rock star type of lifestyle thing, but then at the end of it, they're left with nothing. You know, they just have all the physical wear and tear. And I see the same things in a lot of people that live their whole life. They do their nine to five, or even if they're making money, like a lot of the people we talk about that, that they're coming through and they're going, look, I have some money. I build this business, but I slave this whole business. I grinded, you know, I, I miss my family time. I missed X, Y, and Z. And now like, I can't get a lot of those things back. I think that you're an extremely interesting case because you said two things in a couple other interviews that I thought stuck out. And I wanted to hear the mindset behind it because I find out most people only make a change when their back's against the wall and they have to. And I tell everybody, everybody's reactive. That's why these like hero stories you hear come from, I was living in my car. I had to stop drinking because my family was going to leave me. I got cancer. Like, it's all these horrible things where they had another choice. And I always think it's extremely eye-opening. My brother's somebody who did it. And I just, I find it fascinating when somebody just makes a decision to go, I don't like that anymore, so I'm going to do something now so I have a choice later. And that's the thing where I've heard you say, like, if you hate your business, if you hate your job, if you hate your clients, then do something now to get a better business, a better job, or a better clients. And you did that. And what you just said about being able to now come in and make five figures a month and live a comfortable living, I heard you say that you took a massive pay cut to rebuild this business to get you where you are today. And I think most people won't put the time in now to be able to reap the benefits later. And that's the biggest mistake. So talk a little bit about what you did in that decision process to really get yourself where you are today. Cause the mindset behind that to actually make those decisions and put that work in to change a situation before that situation forces you to change, I think is, is like the biggest takeaway that I always try and push on people. Nick, you should just write a book on asking great questions. I think, that's, <laughs> I think that would become a bestseller, you know, you know, learn how to interview from Nick LaMagna. That, that's how you do <laughs> it. That. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, thank you. And yeah, that was from one of my previous podcasts. I'm guessing you were watching. Thank you for that support, by the way. Yeah. So I can't take any credit on my own. Um, I've surrounded myself with really smart mentors and I'm a part of a lot of different masterminds. And to my statement before is I didn't know what I didn't know. Uh, I was a very big procrastinator. I was the one where, you know, I made decisions based on that fire. The bigger the fire underneath my butt, uh, the quicker I would take action. But sometimes I would just wait for that fire to burn me. And then I would take action. By then it was a lot of times I was making decisions out of fear and um, not thinking clearly. And that's where a lot of poor decisions or decisions that didn't serve me in the long term. Okay. So it really started with my mental shift, hearing others that had lives that I wanted to model. Okay. And these are people who are probably pulling a million, two million net per year, meaning their businesses were probably doing, you know, eight to 10 million. And they were living their ideal lifestyle. They had a very clear vision on where they were and where they wanted to be and identified all the things they didn't want in their life. This was a very, very big thing. I'm, thinking, I'm going to be part of a group called Leadership Boardroom uh, created by Sean McClowski. Been here for about four years now. I owe a lot of my mental shift to that group. Um, a lot of successful people are, were in there and a lot of them are now in their forties, fifties. Most of them are retired. One guy in my group, we always joke. He's like 47 years old. Um, just built a home, his dream home for like 2.5 million cash. Uh, his son owns 60 free and clear properties. His son is 13 years old, by the way, uh, only child, but he takes them. They go to all the uh, baseball games. They fly, have private suites and all these things. I was like, these are, this is the life I want to create. It wasn't envy. It's that he was 47. I'm 38 now. 
that's only 10 years away. And people ask me, what's your retirement number? 45. It doesn't mean I don't want to work anymore. It's just I financially have the ability to not do anything at 45. That's six years from now. What I've been able to accomplish just in the last five makes this a very realistic goal for me, right? So that's really the first shift is what do you want for yourself? And what are all the things that you're putting up with now that you don't want to in five years? Don't even start thinking, well, I'm 45 or I'm 55 or I'm 65. That's the old mindset that's been punched into our brains from a very early age. And new money, and I even say the old people who have made new money, think differently. And if you're not around surrounding yourself with people who are challenging you to think bigger and to create the life that you actually want, uh, that you're telling yourself that you can't get, surround yourself with better people. Number one, you know, some people like, you know, people who fan your flame. I don't care what the sayings are. You can listen to Steve Harvey. You can listen to David Goggins. You can, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I listen to these sometimes just to like pump me up in the mornings. But these are the things you need. I listen to Gary V. You know, he's all about the hustle, right? Don't create excuses. There's two types of people. You have the lazy and you have the action takers. Where, where do you want? There is, it's very black and white. And if you're listening to this and you're struggling with certain things, I want to challenge you to write down, this is what they do with exercise, write down the things you love to do in your life right now, right? The things you love to do in your business. Now, the second column, write down all the things you freaking hate and then you, and your non-negotiables. Like if this happens on my next thing, I'm going to say no, right? And they also say things in your life need to be a hell yes or a hell no. And that's how you start having conviction in your own beliefs and goals. So I know I'm saying a variety of things, but if I can really summarize this down, it's to fix what's up between your two ears first right now. That was the biggest shift to me. And I was every time I was like, hey, this is how much I should charge. Like, Frank, you're worth so much more that you got to charge more. You got to charge more. And finally, I started believing it. But I would have never gotten this place with, without other people telling me this is what I deserved. Right? There's an exercise that you can do. It's called the genius, uh, the genius zone, genius exercise. Um, basically, you send an email out to five of your closest friends asking, hey, I'm trying to figure out what my unique genius zone is. You know, what do you think are my best skills? Like, what do you see in me that are great qualities, right? So, like, wow, that's so, you know, you know self-fulfilling. You know, I don't want to just have my friends tell me what I'm good at. Uh, <laughs> there's a very specific approach to it, but it's like, hey, I need your help because I'm trying to figure out my next life path and what I really want to pursue with passion, right? And you'll be surprised what the top two or three things are. And you're going to start looking at your current life and realizing I'm not really honoring any of those things right now. And that's where the disconnect comes and unhappiness begins. So for myself, it's how do I create an alignment with what I want, with what I do for a living? And I'm constantly, guys, I haven't figured this out yet. I'm constantly doing these things. But to Nick's point, you know, I was, my financials were all over the place about three years ago. I wanted to get it fixed. So I brought on a CFO. My books were all over the place. So I brought on a bookkeeper. I wanted to start automating part of my business. So I brought on a tech person. Each of these things, I think just to operate my business alone per month is about seven, $8,000. And that's not even with advertising costs or anything. This is just to run my small little co uh, contracting team. But this freed up almost 20 hours of my week. So now I don't work on Fridays. I don't work on the weekends. I used to work 68 every weeks. I don't work on Fridays. I dedicate all my time on the weekends to my family. I don't even open my emails. I don't check emails past 5 p.m. because it's time with my son and my wife. I used to fight my wife all the time, but I changed these things in the last two to three years because I've, I knew in order to get to where I want to be at 45, these changes need to happen now. Now, when I have the energy, when I have the gusto, uh, there's no point waiting. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be even harder if it's going to be hard later, if not harder later. So I might as well just, you know, bite the bullet and get it done now. That's kind of the, the mindset. 
I love that, man. The, uh, you know, you're probably sick of hearing me talk about this, but this year I did something called the Thanksgiving resolution. Cause you know, I was thinking about like, Oh, these are all the things I'm going to do for my new year's resolution. And I was like, man, in six weeks, it's going to be that much harder. And I was like, let me just start Monday. And it was like the best thing. Everything has stuck this year more like anything else. And when I actually hit the first of the year and everybody's now starting to create those habits, I was already like off and running. And like my 2023 has been like fantastic so far. So I think a lot of those things, it's like, you're just putting an inevitable procrastinating like excuse in there for, well, I'll do it then. And I, I think more people need to be like you and just say, no, you know what? Like tomorrow, today, right now, like there's, there's always going to be a reason to put something off, but like, I, I try and tell people if things aren't great physically, financially, emotionally, quality of life, whatever you think right now in your thirties and you don't do anything about it, how is that going to feel in your forties? If you're in your fifties and you're like, when, when is it going to be, Oh, I'm 87. Now I'm like, no, like do those. It's, it's incredible. So I commend people like you that go and they actually make those decisions, man. I, I think it's huge. And uh, it's, it's a breath of fresh air in life. Cause I feel like most people just complain about all the things that could have, should have, would have been do, done different. And they never actually do anything about it. When a guy like you comes in and actually does it, man, I just respect the hell out of that. And even more so, I think on another level, if you guys are the type of people who care, guys and gals care about what others think, your peers, when you're going out, your friends are driving nicer cars, buying bigger houses, and you're wondering where things are. Turn your envy into motivation, right? Um, being envious is only going to turn into hate, resentment, you know, towards yourself, right? You are fully capable of achieving these things. I've seen people who, like you said, were living in their cars. Now they're doing high six figures per month. And it's crazy, like where their lives have shifted and it all started here with that first change. So yeah, it's, it's not easy, y'all. I'm constantly, constantly leaning on smarter people to borrow their confidence because limiting beliefs is a very strong thing that can dictate where what kind of decisions we make. Um, and it's kind of bundled with fear. Uh, and that's all due to the unknown. You don't know if I do this and get all the time, will it work? Well, if it worked for somebody else, I don't think I'm any dumber. I don't think I'm any, you know, less hardworking. And if I am, it's effort. That's all it is y'all it's effort. And I truly believe like the goals, financial goals I have for myself in the next one, three, five years are completely within my grasp. Uh, hard, sure. But I don't expect to make a million dollars a year easily. <laughs> I think that's the right, that's the wrong mindset going into it already. So uh, it just shift the mindset. It, yeah, people hate, say it all the, all the time. And I know it's so annoying. It's like going into a cold plunge. Oh yeah, it's so many <laughs> all these health benefits and it's great for you, but you got to get in. You've got to get in and you got to stay in and you only get the benefits if you stay there. And a lot of people can't do that, right? I love that, man. It's like you said, a black belt is just a white belt who never quit. It's what we say at the <laughs> jiu-jitsu school, man. But, you know, talking about getting, getting help to do these things, you're known as the one-stop shop for all things affiliate marketing, whether it's management, training, consulting, all those different things. So talk a little bit about what you do, what you offer, um, the affiliate incubator, the affiliate incubator. I know there was a podcast and stuff and a whole bunch of things going on, but just talk about ways that you can help people. How do people contact you? What do you do? What do you offer? How can you help us become better and make more money doing what we're doing already? Thanks, Nick. Appreciate that opportunity, man. Yeah. So I am very, very, very passionate about learning about new businesses, right? If you're in the real estate space, you know, you're an investor and you want to dive into education and don't know where to, where to begin or what's working, you know, what to charge people, feel free to utilize one of my, my free consultative calls. Um, I do this for anybody. It doesn't matter who it is because it gives me the opportunity to learn about your business. And eventually, once you get to a certain breaking point or a certain benchmark, 
there's opportunities for me to really help you explode and help me get you to certain places. Or if you've been in this space for a while, you have products, you're looking to scale, trying to get more directions, better partnerships, just a little bit more clarity to optimization. That's also what I help people do is look at their brands, their email marketing, their webinar presentation, their sales funnels and conversions, and make minor tweaks out of the gate. And when I tell people what I do is I help you take money that you're leaving off the table and put it in your pocket or opportunities that are falling through the cracks because you don't have the best processes and systems, I hope you fill those gaps. So I work with you and making more money without spending more money. And then I can help introduce you to people who are, when you're ready to turn on the faucet, pay for advertising, scale up in a big way nationally, I have all the connections for you there as well. So anything in the real space, I got your back. But if you're in a completely different industry as a whole, Affiliate marketing, affiliate management is all relatively the same in that sense. It's brand product management. If you're a fighter, if you're in the beauty supply space or whatever you're in, feel free to reach out to me. If you have any you know, simple questions, I'd love to be able to help you and point you in direction, at least give you a little bit more clarity. The best way to get a hold of me is going to theaffiliateincubator.com, fill out our contact form and go straight to myself or someone on my team. Uh, you know, I have podcasts there, I have YouTube channels, Instagram, kind of just giving away daily tips on how to strengthen your affiliate partnerships, your programs, uh, really helping you lead with your best foot forward. So that's me in a nutshell. Um, I do have one thing I would want to give away if that's cool, Nick. Absolutely. Yeah. So I used to sell this affiliate management training and all it really is like a business development course teaches your someone on your team how to do what I do, right? Understand your product, be it a, a brand ambassador, you know, call people, sell your products and services. I used to sell that. Now it's free and you can get that at the affiliate uh, incubator.com forward slash AM training, AM training, affiliate management training, AM training. Uh, and that'll get, just put your, your email in there get the course. Um, it's six modules. I put a lot of my blood, sweat, and tears into it. I'm constantly updating it as the game changes. But yeah, this is something you can just hand off onto your team. They can learn what I do and start reaching out to businesses and growing your brand. So that's what I got for you. Dude, that's incredible. Thank you so much for doing that. I'll See, look at all the value on top of all that stuff. Now you even give us a present on top of that, man. Who's a better guy? A little than cherry on top. That, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that is awesome, man. So just a, a follow-up there. I think for some of the people who might have been in a position where like I was when I first reached out to you is you you know that you have something you can offer or you have an audience or you know you, you have something that you want to get out there, but you don't even really know like what to ask. Is that part of what you can help with in that kind of like discovery call of do I even have something here? What should I be looking at? So like even if people are a little bit like very green at this, is it still worth them reaching out to you to have that conversation? Absolutely. Uh, what I always tell people on our call within the first couple of minutes is if I do my job right, you're going to come out of here with absolute clarity, right? There's going to be a road, a blueprint and roadmap you got to go. And there's a lot of hard work left, but you'll actually be very clear on next steps. So yes, to that point. And know that a lot of the times you're not, you don't have like one of those, you're not a learn through, you know, but what is it called? An, learn from images. I'm a visionary learner, vision learner, or what is that called? Or yeah, you got it, the visionary, like yeah, yeah visionary. You know, visual I'm very learner. visual. But start storyboarding what you have. You know, start thinking about who would this product serve. What else is out there? You know, how can I be different? What do I need to do to create my first buyer? Am I looking to keep this small, or do I want to grow this to something big? Each of these questions is going to give you a directional uh, place to go, right? Small or big, meaning well, small, just focus on your Facebook group, your friends, your family members, right? I always give this analogy of Cutco, the little knifing yeah, company. Sure. 
uh, I call them the friends and family product. You, they teach you how to sell it. They're like, hey, there's no cold calling. Come in, we'll teach you. You know, some of our top salespeople are making three to $4,000 a month for a, high, for a college kid. That's awesome. The very first thing they tell you to do is sit down and give you a piece of paper, write down, they put one to 100, write down the 100 names of people you know. In priority of someone who is most interested in buying that, mom, dad, cousins, brothers, sisters, these are, these are the first 10. And their goal is for you to just sell one or two knives for those people and they make a profit. And then if you never come back and sell another life again, that's cool. They don't care. They sold one or two knives for you, keeping it small, larger, door to door, right? So knowing exactly who you want to serve, how big you want to go, just asking yourself these questions and writing them down will give you a starting point. Usually I ask people to do that, then reschedule a call with me. So if you haven't done something like that, do that first, then reach out to me. Um, yeah, and send me a contact form, send me an email. I'd be more than happy to reply back and be like, yes, you do. Or, hey, schedule a call. Let me give you some help here. I think that's, that's awesome, man. So Frank doesn't bite, schedule something with him, get things going. Because I know there's a lot of guys that have podcasts and businesses and great products and stuff that they could definitely utilize you for. I'm going to link you up directly with uh, Aljo as well, because I think you'd be a great, great, uh, great, what a cool guy. great connection nice. for him for sure, man. Awesome. But you, sir, are somebody who brings your A-game to everything you do. And this interview has been no different. You definitely brought your A-game to this podcast. And I very much appreciate it, man. I'm looking forward to getting to know you and work with you a lot more over the next year with Family Mastermind. Shout out to Matt Andrews and all that stuff, man. And this has been really awesome, man. This was, uh, I mean, there's a million different directions and questions I, I, I could have gone on, but I thought you... I thought you nailed it, man. I really appreciate you coming on and being patient with my questions. I think the audience is going to get a ton out of it. What can we do to help you? And, and any final thoughts before we let you get about your day? Well, you already gave me a platform to share my, my business. So thank you for that. And, you know, here, here's the best thing I want to end this podcast with. Like I've been doing this a very, very long time. And I've always figured out, you know, what's the impact that I want to leave on people uh, when I get out of this business. And that's really, if I can help motivate just one extra person a day, a week, a month to go out there and just pursue their own passions, right? And really understand that if you're passionate about something, you're very knowledgeable and you get excited to learn about this one thing and you're really, really good at it, there is so much opportunity out there for you to impact even more lives and in the process, make a great living doing that. You know, I've seen people who are far less talented, far you know, less, you know, smart, less motivated and just by making that shift and leaning in on something they love, they've completely transformed their lives in a very relatively quick period of time. And that's the age that we live in now. Information is king. Uh, be very intentional about it. Really support and take care of the people that you're, you're, you're you know, selling your products to. And this is going to allow you to survive as long as you need until you're ready to get out, right? So don't be shy. I don't care what position you're in right now. This only takes time. And I think if you just utilize and be intentional with your time, you're going to be able to get out of any situation that you're unhappy with right now and pursue something that you absolutely love. So that's what I'll say. Fantastic ending. Wise words from a wise man. Thank you so much for coming on today. Frank Chen, ladies and gentlemen, have a great day. You're so